This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 16, verses 26 to 34. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were loosened. The jailer, being roused out of sleep and seeing the prison doors open, drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Don't harm yourself, for we are all here. He called for lights, sprang in, fell down trembling before Paul and Silas, brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. He took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was immediately baptized, he and all his household. He brought them up into his house and set food before them and rejoiced greatly with all his household, having believed in God. Let's keep reading. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were loosened. The jailer being roused out of sleep and seeing the prison doors open, drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, don't harm yourself for we're all here. He called for lights, sprang in, fell down trembling before Paul and Silas, brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. He took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was immediately baptized, he and all his household. He brought them up into his house and set food before them and rejoiced greatly with all his household, having believed in God. God intervened, as he had so many times before here in the book of Acts, when his disciples were imprisoned for the sake of the gospel. In Acts chapter 5, for example, the Sadducees with the high priest arrested the apostles and put them in public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out. In chapter 12 of Acts, Peter was once again delivered from prison by an angel. And now here in Acts chapter 16, God supernaturally intervened while Paul and Silas were in prison. Jesus promised in Matthew 16 verse 18 that the gates of hell would not prevail against Christ's church. And in this case, once again, prison gates would not hinder God's work in building up his church. In fact, God would use the situation to increase his church. Paul would write in Philippians 1, verses 12 through 14, while he was in prison another time, probably at Rome or Ephesus. I want you to know, brothers, 
that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. You could say Paul's imprisonment here in Philippi was also for Christ, serving to advance the gospel. In fact, doesn't it seem that progress often comes in the face of trial? So let's review. God sends this random earthquake that shakes the foundation of the prison and opens all the doors. Somehow in the process, everyone's bonds were unshackled. They were free to go. The doors were opened. Nothing was stopping them from freedom. God had done everything so that they could be set free. Jesus died for our sins. He paid the penalty in full for our sin. We can be released from the eternal prison sentence our sin has brought if we accept the payment Jesus made on our behalf. The prison doors are open. The shackles have been loosed. We can choose life by receiving the gift of salvation through faith in Jesus' death for our sins and resurrection. We can escape the penalty of sin by accepting Christ's death in our place. We can choose freedom from the bondage of sin by receiving God's Holy Spirit through faith in Jesus, walking by the Spirit rather than the flesh. All right, let's continue reviewing this Philippian prison incident. After everyone is set free, the jailer wakes up. He thinks the prisoners had escaped and that he was a dead man. In that day under the Roman custom, if a prisoner escaped, the guard would often suffer what was to be the escaped prisoner's penalty. So the jailer here takes out his sword to kill himself, but Paul intervenes. Paul was wise enough to recognize the earthquake wasn't necessarily for their escape, but for this man's salvation. Like Paul took a risk here, missing out on a chance to escape, to stop the guard from killing himself and attend to his needs. He was willing to give up his freedom so another man could potentially be made free in Christ. I mean, for all Paul knew in that moment, the guard could have once again shackled Paul and Silas and put them back in jail to await execution the following day, who knows? What can we take from Paul and Silas' selfless examples here? Have we ever acted on behalf of one left behind? Like surrendered our rights for another's benefit? Do we ever stop to think that a unique circumstance brought into our lives maybe wasn't so much about us as it was for the benefit of another? As soon as an exit appears, so to speak, are we out the door to save ourselves? Or do we look around and see if we can bring others along as well? The Apostle Paul compared the Church of Christ to a body in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 26. He wrote, If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all the parts are glad. So Paul pleads for the man not to harm himself and reassures him they were all there. The jailer was shaken up, falling to the ground before Paul and Silas, trembling. The jailer brings them out of the prison and says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Knowing the circumstance, I wonder whether the jailer was in a sense pleading for mercy from Paul and the others, 
knowing that their escape would mean his death. What must I do to be saved? Like, trembling before them, he's kind of saying, work with me here, guys. What do I got to do next? Paul shows mercy by giving him a solution to the greater issue at hand, more importantly, dealing with the Philippian jailers standing before a just and holy God. The solution to this significant predicament, God's impending judgment because of sin, is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I love the simplicity of Paul's response. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Sometimes, I think we overcomplicate the gospel. If someone was about to die, and time was of the essence, is there a better choice of words than that? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Paul didn't give a long to-do list, a bunch of prerequisites that needed to be met. He saw a broken, trembling man approaching them in a state of despair and need, searching for salvation, asking in sincerity. He saw a repentant man ripe for the good news of Jesus Christ. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Paul's answer was simple. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Grace alone, by faith alone, in Christ alone. If salvation required something beyond faith in Jesus, surely Paul would have mentioned it here. Paul taught in Ephesians 2, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. That you were separated from Christ, a stranger without God. You who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of His cross. You are not your own, you were bought with. Not by calves or goats But with the precious blood of Christ Our Passover lamb Has been sacrificed Oh, flesh of the Son of Man, drunk freely of what bled from His hands, the blood of the new covenant, ransomed us, purified our conscience, to serve God, you are not your own, you were bought with a not by calves or goats But with the precious blood of Christ Our Passover lamb Has been sacrificed And we will wash our robes 
That was bought with a price from the Adams Road album, It's So Simple. We were enemies of God But by the death of His Son We've received reconciliation God appeals to you through us We urge you to be Finish our course And the ministry we have received From our Lord Jesus To witness of the grace of God We urge you to be Reconciled 
That was Reconciled from the Adams Road album, It's So Simple.
This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 16, verses 31 to 40. Grace and peace be with you all.